I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Over the past two days, Secretary of State Antony Blinken has appeared before both House and Senate Foreign Relations Committees to supposedly answer tough questions. He didn't have to answer much in terms of tough questions, but not for the reason you might think. It wasn't because he was just asked easy questions. So the real question is, why no hard questions? It's time to get past the headlines. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, the Secretary of State uh, has spent uh, two days, and I'm sure he'll be happy when they come to a conclusion. Uh, not because he had to answer all the hard questions. In fact, I think he had to answer very few hard questions. Uh, most of them were pretty easy, and sometimes, with some members of Congress, he didn't have to answer a single question. That's what we got to think again about. Because these hearings are, again, as we always say, these are not hearings, they're just talkings. And usually it's the member of Congress that are doing the talking. They're not asking questions and then listening, or asking a question and then asking a smart follow-up question and pressing for answers. Instead, we get these long monologues, these long rants from members of Congress, both sides of the aisle, equal opportunity offender here, And we're not getting to the real issues. And to me, that's the bigger problem. And it's astounding to me because many of these members of Congress have law backgrounds or law degrees or have cross-examined witnesses in courtrooms or in depositions. They know how to ask the right question. They know how to ask a follow-up question. And yet, they don't. And that keeps us a safe distance from the truth. And again, it doesn't matter which party is in control of the White House or Congress. We've seen this play out on a host of different issues, foreign and domestic, where we simply have cameras on, lights on, and members of Congress not really asking questions that matter. And that's a problem. Because if we want to restore and strengthen trust, in our institutions of government, uh, which, by the way, have gone from about 77% of the country used to have trust in government uh, not that many years ago, and now we're down to 
18% who say they trust the government uh, to get things right. And so I want to get into this just a little bit. We talked about this with Dave and Debbie on uh, Dave and Janovic a little earlier today. Uh, Utah Junior Senator Mitt Romney uh, was part of that Foreign Relations Committee in the United States Senate today asking questions of the Secretary of State. And I think uh, with the exception of probably Democratic Senator uh, from New Jersey, uh, who actually asked some very hard, very pointed questions, Senator Menendez uh, probably asked the hardest questions of the Secretary of State, and and he is a Democrat. Uh, That's a good thing. But I think Senator Romney asked some questions that I do think we have to get down to. And uh, so I want to go back to this one. Uh, He talked about uh, often the administration has been focused on the date and blaming the Trump administration uh, that their hands were tied in terms of withdrawal because of the date set by the Trump administration. Senator Romney took issue with that and went back and forth with the secretary of state. Take a listen. The military told us that in order to do its retrograde, from Afghanistan in a, in a safe and orderly way, it needed three to four months. That's why we pushed uh, to move beyond May 1st uh, and to get to the end of August, early September. Second, to your point, which is an important one and a good one, um, our expectation uh, was that beyond uh, August 31st, beyond the military drawdown, uh, the government, the security forces, were going to remain in control of, uh, of Kabul, uh, of the major cities. Our embassy uh, was fully planned to remain uh, up and running. Uh, we were leaving about 600 uh, military uh, behind to uh, make sure that we could secure the embassy uh, so that it could continue to operate. We had robust programming planned to include continuing to bring out uh, anyone who wished to leave, uh, notably, uh, notably SIVs. So that was very much the plan and the expectation. What we did not anticipate was that uh, 11-day collapse of the government and security forces. That's what changed everything. So in their back and forth uh, today, Senator Romney continued to press to say, now, wait a minute. If uh, if you're saying that you were hands were tied by the Trump administration who had a May deadline uh, to withdraw, you moved it to August. Why couldn't it have been moved to September or October or to a different timeline in terms of when that uh, could be done uh, more safely, more securely, a better way to get our own uh, military hardware and people, people, people. Uh, to get them out uh, as part of that process. And so uh, I think it's interesting, and it leads to a, a really fascinating conversation we're going to have uh, a little later on today. We're gonna, I'm going to play some audio a little later uh, from uh, Justice Sotomayor uh, from the Supreme Court, and she shared some fascinating things. You want to talk about uh, being surprised by someone. Uh, you want to stick around. 2.50 today, I'm going to break down an interview that the, the justice gave uh, actually a couple years ago that is so telling in terms of what is happening where people are using the institutions of government as a platform rather than as a way to do good public policy or to execute responsibility as outlined in the Constitution. Uh, and the challenge, of course, is that if we don't have members of Congress who are willing to ask questions, to be prepared with meaningful follow-up questions, uh, I used to always say the uh, the the real test, the real test is not if you can ask a question. The question is, can you ask a meaningful follow up question that will take it a little deeper to a little different direction? And I just did not see that play out at all in either the House or the Senate today on the Foreign Relations Committees. 
uh, in those respective chambers because nobody's interested in that. They're more interested in what they can post on their social media channels. And we have to get to the answers, and that's going to require Democrats and Republicans alike to demand answers. But it's got to start with the members on those committees asking the right questions and asking it better. Uh, It was really interesting, as I mentioned before, Senator Menendez uh, actually warned the Secretary of State that they they would subpoena the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, and other Biden officials if they don't voluntarily appear before the committee. And so, again, you had a Democrat uh, in Senator Menendez, you had a Republican in Senator Romney, uh, who seemed to be the most interested in not grandstanding, not having a social media moment, but actually getting to the truth, which is what this should be about. And until we can get that part figured out, Uh, We're going to continue to have a lot of frustration and our trust in our institutions of government are going to continue to decline. And that matters, whether that's dealing with a foreign relations issue, uh, an international tragedy, a pandemic or the economy. We have to be able to have that trust. But it's it starts with us as citizens. We got to ask the tough questions, but then we've got to go a little further than that. We have to demand, expect, and hold accountable those we send into public office to ask questions, to listen, and then respond. The other bright moment, I think, for uh, Senator Romney today was when he acknowledged that his mind had been changed by facts over the years as it relates to Afghanistan. We also have to have public officials who are willing to say, I was wrong or I didn't have all the information, I was surprised, I learned something new, and then make the adjustment from there. That's how you build trust in the system, and that's where we got to get. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.